some shit. Um, look, Kwaku's not here right now um, just because, well, we're in a pandemic and a quarantine and everything's gone pear-shaped, but we're trying to put some of these out because we've done a couple before uh, everything went to shit, um, and we want to keep this going as best as we possibly can. Um, uh, so this next one, uh, it's my dope shit, uh, introducing Kwaku to uh, one of my dearest friends uh, on the planet, my friend Laura Satzman, who is a uh, just an incredible artist and an incredible soul, um, and I wanted to bring her on the show for a long time. Um, you'll see, she is, she is the shit. So, anyway, without further ado, I hope everybody is staying home and staying safe. And here comes Laura Satzman. Peace. <laughs> So, doing it? yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. So, you just, <laughs> I'm looking at my friend real quick. <laughs> She's you'll just see. Like, I don't know what I signed up for. You'll see. I have no idea. I've prepped her a little bit, but she'll see in like two seconds. So, number one, who are you? I'm Kwaku, and who are you? I'm Atu, and this is Radio Zamunda The. Dope. Shit. Yes. There it is. There it is. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce my dear, 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 dear good friend. Oh. Hold on. Hold okay. on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. We have like things that we do. Okay. You're introducing. Are, are we not are we not playing the game? Can I'm we just, play the game? Uh, okay, we can play the game, but I just want to can I tell her name? Okay, you know who I am, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go this ahead. is my friend Laura Satsman. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Okay. Hi Laura. Okay. Hi. Hi, Laura. <laughs> Hi, Once again, still her face. Okay, yes. I don't know how much you Laura, prepped her. <laughs> I, I did prep her a little bit. Laura, this is Kwaku, my good friend. Hi, Laura. Nice to meet you. Yes. Nice to meet you, too. Okay. And so should I prep everybody who's listening right now? Please. Okay. Please. Thank so you. Please. Not for the, the OG Radio Zamunda fans, but anybody who might just be tuning in, like I just told my friend Laura, um, the basis of our relationship, Kwaku and I's relationship, we're always putting somebody, we're always putting the other guy onto some dope shit. So Kwaku will right. be like, yo, have you have you heard this XYZ album? I'm like, oh, I've never yes. heard of that. Oh, let me play it. Oh, and it's like, I'm, I'm really into whatever Kwaku, you know, suggests to me. So one day somebody said, you all should do a podcast about your tastes in music or taste in art and all that stuff. And then Kwaku right. did us one better and he said, let's bring on the people in our lives that we find inspiring, that we find incredible, yes. and they are going to be the dope shit that we bring on. So in this situation, I'm bringing on some dope shit for my boy Kwaku in the form mm -hmm. of my friend, Laura Satzman. And now you know what I loved about that, you okay. know, what I loved about that intro. What's that? As I'm looking at her face, it uh -huh. goes from this look of concern. <laughs> yes. And then all of a sudden the smile starts to bloom. She's yes. like, okay, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. This yes. is a good space. That's one. That's one thing I, I've, I've, well, okay. We, so uh, I, I, I'm, I'm very excited um, because this is, I've, I've already, I've already, you know, tipped the scale and I've already said like, this is a dear, dear friend of mine. So obviously right. like we go back. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to give any more information to you mm -hmm, so we mm -hmm. can play the initial game that we play or the first game that we play when yes. we do Radio Zamunda, which Laura will see in a second. So you, you introduce it, Kwaku. <laughs> okay, so the whole point is um, Otto in this instance is brought on someone. Oh, can you, can you not hear me? No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, there's a oh, let me put it on silence. Yeah. Sorry oh, about that. Okay, there we no go. No worries, no worries. I love right. it when you start to talk and everyone just starts to look around. Yeah, I was like, what the hell was that? It's always a good sign. <laughs> okay, continue. Yes. Um, the whole point is Otto brings on someone amazing, but I know no one. I know nothing. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about you, Laura. I don't even want to know your name because the point of this podcast is that I get to know you. <laughs> and and sometimes Otto will bring people on who I've heard of. And that's why I'm always like, don't tell me anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so in this part of the uh, of the intro, I like to guess what it is that you do okay. without knowing anything. Yes. All right. 
Yeah. So I'm looking at you. Hence the podcast part or the the Skype part. I'm looking at you, and there's some stars on your sweater. Mm -hmm. Um, You're wearing a a stylish beanie, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Skull on it. The skull on it. Yep, little skull on it. I'm going to guess maybe, possibly maybe, something in fashion. Ding, ding, ding. Whoa. (laughs) See, Laura, we usually get three guesses, and Kwaku hit it pretty hard on the head. And you never told him anything. I never said anything. Never said Smart anything. man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, normally I make a joke for the first one or two, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. <laughs> but I figured, you know, I want to establish that this is actually a legitimate endeavor that we're doing right yes. now. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Laura, all right. What is it that you do in fashion? Well, right now I sell high-end vintage clothing that's inspired by rock and roll. So it's all rock mm. and roll clothing from the 50s to the 90s. Um, oh wow! And I have an Instagram account where I promote it with uh, with music and inspirations of my favorite musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am also starting my own handbag brand because prior to doing this vintage gig, I was a handbag designer for about sixteen years. Oh. Oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is going to be so good. I, I, I already have a lot of questions. Yeah. How do you guys know each other? Okay, so, okay, well, I, I, uh, I because I'm like I. Okay, I gotta, I gotta take a <laughs> deep breath real it's, quick. It's a long time ago, so he has to like recall the the memories. Yeah, fair. Yes, fair. So, <laughs> so Laura is one of my oldest friends. We met probably when we were like. 16, mm-hmm. 15 at the Cornell summer program before you go to Cornell. Like we were high school okay. students. Yeah. And um, we're kind of smart. We're kind of smart. Yeah. yeah. She's smarter. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I got in on a basketball scholarship. No, I, I can't even play. Can't even play. But uh, we became, I, I, I don't know exactly how we met. I mean, we were on the, 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 the campus together and all that stuff. And we were just like, we just got cool really quickly. You were always playing basketball outside my dorm. I, I don't know, with Marcus. Marcus. Well, I was always watching. Marcus was always playing. Marcus, who was on before yep. as Mr. Noble, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that's how we all know each other. Um, and Laura, I've always known as this incredible artist, like whatever she paints whatever she draws whatever she sculpts whatever she makes is like just stunningly beautiful she's even taken i you even took like photos of me years and years and years ago that were like these cool artsy yeah, you were photos my, you were my muse for a while i was a little bit of her muse yeah, yeah. and nice. so like all through cornell we we were just like cool friends and um i've always like since we we kind of both moved to new york a little bit after college you're from new york you're like an actual like manhattan new yorker unlike me Mm. like from upstate but like she's like she's you're like the kids that i was jealous of as a suburban kid yeah because like you guys were always so cool like like the new york kid who grew up on like the upper east side or like the lower east side or whatever like you guys were always in the know you guys always downtown before downtown was cool like the kids used to make fun that's even cooler that's even even like they would say oh you live down like isn't that the ghetto i'm like no, yeah, it's not. That's I, even cooler. That's, I mean, I'm saying that's what I'm like. I would be like, oh, my God, you're from New York City. Wow. Right. Holy crap. And you, they always had the like the the best the styles, the clothes. They always the knew music. the cool music, where to go. Yep. And especially yep. the artsy kids were yes. always like, yes. yes, as a kid, you were like the nerd or whatever as the artsy kid. But like I was always like, oh, my God, like, you know, so much. I'm just like. Got this like Cosby show life up up in the, the <laughs> right, suburbs and right. like the cool New York kid who's got like the cool tattoo or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, your life is so like I've romanticized that life. But, but my it's, life totally wasn't like that. But uh, I mean, if you want to think that, that's cool. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I'm going to yeah. side with Otto because I also grew up. In, I was born in the city, mm-hmm. but I grew oh, up wow. in the suburbs. Uh-huh. I, I grew up in Rockland County. And all my friends who lived in the city, if I'd go stay with them, they'd be like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to go find our guy in Washington Square Park. Yeah. And then we're going to go stop by this she's already she's already laughing i don't yep. know what i'm saying why we're finding the guy yeah. we find the guy <laughs> yep. in washington square park yep and then we go to this party and we take the subway there and i'm like i'm taking the subway and my parents aren't with me <laughs> 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 and then we go to the record store and you know what i mean or we yeah. go to like the go play chess down on bleaker street like yeah. yes well, the city cool. kids were always the coolest yeah yeah but we actually always. we didn't talk for a while and then we 
bumped into each other on the subway. Was that what happened? Yeah. So it was like meant to be that we reconnected. Oh, it was wow. like years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And that's that's like 20 years ago or something like that? Like Something like that. I, that's that's the other thing was like having this much like having this much like temporal distance of knowing somebody right like yeah. like I still remember you like look no different from to from the sixteen year old girl that I met when I was oh, sixteen you're very kind. right but like even like everything <laughs> like like to have that kind of like history with somebody that it's like I. I like I like decades unfold and I'm like oh yeah when I lived up on the upper east side remember I lived up on the upper east side mm-hmm. and then you had that place like a little bit more north of me right like maybe no yeah, I was what, in the 90s you were in the 90s yeah. oh yeah so we were like in the same pl- oh man like yeah. all of this is hitting me now like it's like wow we've been friends for a long time mm-hmm. oh man we're I'm glad we stayed friends that's the thing I'm glad like we I, I love you very much. That's all I got to say oh, to you. I love you so. too. I and mean, we barely even see each other. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's still, like one of those yeah, friendships it's like that's pick like up where you left off right immediately. Yeah. So that's awesome. All right. Well, uh, there's this piece mm-hmm. that Alto normally leads, but yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot to it. Okay. You have this amazing, uh, it feels like story background of all these different things that you're doing, and it's always interesting for us to talk to the guests about how they sort of developed into the creative that they are. So essentially, um, essentially, how did you start, uh, or recognize your need to create? Like, you know, were you like, uh, like a a kid, you know, in school and you're just like really finding that color spoke to you? Like how, like, what is the, what is the sort of origin of you? I know it's a huge question. (laughs) No, it's a, it's a great question. Um, yeah, you know, it just, started naturally. I mean, I've been drawing since my mother tells me since I was two years old. Wow. Um, mm. Maybe she's exaggerating, but mm. you know, that's what moms do. Mm. Um, and then I just always enjoyed art in school. And then I was always creating things. I'm an only child. So I would like spend hours in my room. Actually, I used to do, I guess it wasn't called podcasts then, but I would pretend I was like a a, v, a DJ or a, ra- a radio announcer and right. I would like interview yeah. people in my room. Like I was always doing creative things to keep myself busy. Now, were, were there other people in the room? Or oh, no, I just, was by myself. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that, that's, that, that's also I would hear voices. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I, I, I guess I pointed that out is because I, knowing you, I feel like you have like such an internal life like the art that i've seen you create the things that i've seen you draw and i'm actually well i'll, I'll do that in a second but um th- there, there is a sensitivity that I, I feel like i'm not trying to compare myself to you but i feel like i have an internal life too like i yeah. speak to myself all the time mm-hmm. i sp- like mm-hmm. if you turned on a mic while I thought I was alone. I'm having <laughs> full conversations with people, like full on mm-hmm. conversations. And I think that might be something that is attributed a, a, attributable to somebody who's in the artistic field, right? I think mm-hmm. that anybody who's an artist has like a real sort of alive inner life and has no sort of problem with sort of exploring that inner life, whether it's like talking to yourself or pretending to have like a, a radio station at home that you're yep. not talking to anybody, that there's, that there's a, a creative life that people have that is almost something that we can't help. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I yep. remember the stories about Gene Roddenberry who created Star Trek. Um, I heard, I've heard this, I'm not sure if it's 100% true, but um, he supposedly, when he was a child, he would like always want to be like, you know, let's say there's like a big moving box that he was he was able to fit into. He would always just crawl under that moving box and just sit in that moving box for hours and hours at a time. And his parents or whoever were like, what the fuck is this kid doing? <laughs> right. And they and I think maybe at one point they took the box away because they thought, well, he's so lonely and solitary, like he's literally just like almost living in this box. And later it came out that he was like, yeah, in that box, I would create the world that in like eventually became Star Trek. Like he's like seeing stars and Klingons and all that stuff. And that's what he did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I find that. I find that fascinating, and that, and I think that's like a, a common thread with a lot of the people that we've already interviewed, especially the yeah. artists who are just like there is something unsort of stoppable inside of them that 
will come out in some way and hopefully in a in a in a good more you know productive way but anyway i've always known that about you i'm always like oh yeah laura's like she's there's something going on inside of her you know well what i admire about you like whenever we catch up like Mm -hmm. you're so chill about it and like the creativity comes and it just kind of flows out Ah. of you easily and Mm -hmm. for me it's always been like i'm I'm a tormented artist, which I think (laughs) a lot of us are. And it's like Mm -hmm. a struggle because there's so much in my head. Mm. And there's, um, it's not like, you know, some artists, maybe they're just good at painting and that's their focus. Like I have so many interests Mm -hmm. and um, so much that I want to do that a lot of times I kind of get like terrified by it all and then I don't do anything. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, I really Mm. have to push myself to to get it out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You keep talking. I'll be right back. Keep talking. Ask her another question. I'm going to give you a surprise. Hold on. Okay. Okay. And I, it's funny. I can, I, you know, um, well, I have a little bit of a background about me. Mm -hmm. I I was a musician for about, uh, feels like 20 years. And, and so when it came to writing songs, you would, I'd feel like I'd have all these ideas Mm -hmm. and then you'd sit down on the guitar and you're just like, or the piano and you'd be like, uh, and and then nothing would happen. Yeah. You'd put all this pressure on yourself. Right. You feel it almost, all inside. Like, you know, it's there, but you yes. yeah, can't get yeah. it out. And you're trying to get that wave of your creativity to mm. break through so that the ideas can, you can start putting them down, but otherwise they're just churning in you, yeah. which I can 100% relate to. Yeah. Um, so did you want, did you want to do the surprise now, Otto? I yeah, I'll like do a little know. surprise. Hold on, hold on. Oh, look at this. That's oh, okay. she made that? I've <laughs> seen that. Yes. So what I'm showing uh, Kwaku is a... Um, a rendition of Jimi Hendrix, a drawing. It, this is this is charcoal, right? Of Jimi Hendrix that I just it's um, pencil and charcoal. It's yeah. pencil and charcoal, and this is the kind. This is and to me, this is like Laura just going. Eh, I'm just gonna draw something real quick. Do you know what I mean? Like to me, it's like. But I look at this and I'm like, I know a real artist, right? I know somebody who can actually like create beautiful, beautiful things. Um, so this is one of my favorite things. It hangs in my my bedroom, but um, it's fantastic. The thing I'm noticing about that that's different mm-hmm. than a lot of pictures mm-hmm. you see of Jimi Hendrix yeah. is the intensity yeah. of his eyes. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and it's almost, it's like, it's like we were talking about being tormented. There's a level of that that mm-hmm. I'm seeing in his face, which is ironic based upon the conversation. You know, he doesn't always look that intense. He always right. looks laid back and like he's having fun. Yeah. But in what you've captured here, it's like you're seeing like almost his focus. Yeah. It's almost like the inner Jimi Hendrix that you feel, but you don't see when you're seeing him perform. Right. Well, and yeah, I, I don't know. I always feel like um, in certain photos of him, like there was a sense of kind of sadness in his eyes. And then, of course, you know, maybe that's part of me in there too. I don't know. Mm. No, I mean, I, it's, I mean, now I feel like I want to go back and look at some pictures of him, but what you're, what you're drawing there, it's not like I'm seeing like, Oh, that's completely foreign. It's Mm -hmm. more like I'm seeing it. And it's like, if someone uh, shines a light on something in a different way and you're like, Oh, that's always been there. And I've never noticed it. He's such a, he's such a beautiful soul that I guess I was just trying to, that's what I felt in looking at the the photo. Cause I, I just draw from photos. I, I don't do well drawing from from real life. I mean, obviously he's not alive, so I'm going to draw from a photo. Sure, but, sure. Right. Um, Fair. Even anyone that's alive, I would rather take a photo of them and then um, draw the picture. But yeah, I just I don't know. I just always felt that in in all the photos that I that I've looked at of him. Mm. Yeah. No, and, that's that's powerful. And there and there are moments because I, you know me as a a pretty big Jimi Hendrix head, and there are times where I've watched old footage of some concerts of his. Where I mean, we 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 know, for example, like his Isle of Wight performances, or mm-hmm. like when he was um, um, lighting his. Um, guitar on fire the first time he really performed in front of a big, I think, American audience. But um, there are moments where you can see that, I guess I'll call them the demons. There's There, there are moments where you can see mm. him like there's something else happening inside of him, which is, which is amazing that you pointed that out because you're right. It's never really, you, you never really see that side. And I think it's only an artist that can like like connect to it and say, Oh, I'm going to draw it this way. Like, you're right. You've yeah. never seen people draw Jimi Hendrix. It, it's either sort of like a, a neutral face or he's in his like guitar playing ecstasy, but it's never like the human, like the, the obviously, you know, fragile human that's behind all of that. You, you know can what feel mean? it in the music. Too. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. and the haunting. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. almost it, yeah, I said haunted. intense initially, mm-hmm. but there you know, there's a haunt there's a haunting thing going on there mm-hmm. with his, with his eyes specifically. Mm. That is well, all right, so side note, we need to remember, you need to put that up on the Instagram page so yeah, that yeah, people yeah. can see what we're talking about. 100%. You know? 100%. Um, all right, so Laura, you're you're in your room. You're you're doing the radio show. By the way, oh, I did something Oh, we're back to when very... I was like four? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did something very similar, by the way. So I love that you're saying that because now I feel uh, a, a comrade in the craziness mm. as opposed mm. to <laughs> isolated within it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, progress from there. You know, you were doing the radio shows, you were doing all this creative stuff as a kid. How did that grow as you grew? Um, I guess it's just, you know, just natural. I just, I always loved doing art in school and I would draw by myself at home. And, um, and then it just came around to applying to college and I knew that that's what I wanted to focus on. So mm-hmm. I applied to all art schools and... Um, got into Cornell and Otto went there too. Mm-hmm. And um, and I always said, I want to be an artist. I definitely want to be an artist. And But then it got to the point where it was close to graduation. And I thought, well, how will I make money being an artist, which is always mm, you know right. a challenge. And so I always loved fashion as well. So then I really just kind of moved towards fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always feel like I've kind of uh, maybe put art too much on the side, like just truly being an artist, because I mean, you could think of it all as art, like handbag design and, um, and fashion. But, um, I feel like I never really gave myself the chance to just paint and just draw and try and make a career right. out of that. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, yeah, it's hard in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the understatement. <laughs> yeah, that's like, an understatement. <laughs> like life is hard, and then like life in New York, you just like ramp that up times ten. Right, yeah. right. You know, I mean, it's the place um, to be if you want to be an artist, yeah. but at the same time, to exist. Yeah, to exist. And outside of you know the the sort of ex, well, were there any other external pressures? Like, were like, was your mom cool with it, or you know, mm. there's some people that I know that like, if you say I'm going to be an artist, like your parents are like, no, you're not, <laughs> or you know what they, I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're raising your hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think most people have that experience, unfortunately. Right. But um, right. uh, yeah, you know, it was kind of an underlying thing. They never said no. I don't think you should be an artist, but I mm. always kind of felt that they disapproved. Oh, mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, and, and I grew up, you know, um, I went to a private school. I guess I was lucky to, but I hated it because all the kids were spoiled brats. <laughs> um, and they would make fun of me because I lived downtown. Right. Um, wow. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Now uptown, they all lived uptown. Now, yeah. well, I mean... I don't know. <laughs> we, we used to live uptown, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was different. That's a different, different uptown living than yeah. what you're describing. Yeah. 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 I worked at the 92nd Street Y for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just a quick side note. And I so I would be coming from work and I'd be wearing like Italian khakis and parking on the Upper East Side. Italian is, khakis. Uh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and so yeah. Um, yeah, nothing, no shirt, just a tie and khaki pants. And so I'd be, <laughs> I'd be running to the 92nd Street Y to teach this garage band class, and all of these uh, nannies who look like me would be clutching the kids to them as I ran by them, Hilarious. not knowing that I'm yeah. running to the 92nd Street Y to be locked in a computer lab right. with these mm-hmm. same kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So there's, there's a different up. There's different levels of living on the Upper East Side. Yeah, yeah, you that's know. true. Wait, you were teaching what as garage band as in on the Mac or gar- yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. To okay. like uh like elementary school kids. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. It was cool, just cool. like yeah. 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 So it's just I mean, it's just a little side it's just about what the, like how the if you are if you live in New York, it'll this will make sense, but if you've never been to New York, the different levels of the Upper East Side is really right. based upon what your view is. Right. And it feels like the kids that Laura went to school with had really nice views. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I was always, it's private school in New York city. So was always trying to compete with what everyone else was wearing. And, right. mm-hmm. and I was, you know, my parents couldn't really afford it. So mm-hmm. I guess there was that pressure. I was thinking, I guess, I mean, I wasn't like really thinking it, but subconsciously in the back of my head, I guess I was thinking, you know, how can I be an artist? I need to make money. Mm-hmm. Because I, right. my parents always seems like they were like kind of struggling a little, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and so I guess I just felt that 
pressured growing up. And that that raises a really great question. The idea of creativity uh, and commerce. Mm-hmm. It feels like those two things are mm-hmm. constantly battling. Yeah, but we, you know, sad. we think of it a lot as like being grown and just like, oh, I need to pay rent and I want to do cool things and have experiences, but I also want to be creative and I don't right. want to lose all of my time working this job so I can do those cool things, you know, because there's a finite amount of all of that. Mm-hmm. But we don't think of it in the terms that you just described when you're um, in one way or another, you grow up around money. Mm-hmm. And so you're aware of it. Mm-hmm. And then at what point does that tip what you feel you're able to do or what you're, you know, what you can allow yourself to do as right. a creative? Well, I also kind of feel like it's parents' responsibility to teach their kids, you know, it's not all about that. It's about finding happiness in what you're doing. And my parents never voiced that to me. I mean, kind of stupid to say at this point in my life, right. like I should figure that out myself at this point, no, but you know, it, kind of, it, affect, it affects you, mm-hmm. especially yeah. as a creative person because you're so sensitive. Um, right. I mean, I right. know at least I am to, right. to everything. And um, yeah. Now is that, you know, Quark, remember you and I were having this, the conversation around Miles Davis, um, mm-hmm. the, the sort of like the dark years where he sort of went into that sort of sort of spiraled out of control where it was like four mm-hmm. years where he was like sort of sequestered in his after creating some of the greatest music in the in the world sort of like went crazy and I think you and I had a thing where not a disagreement but I was like are we fetishizing this sort of um the negative aspects of like the sensitive um artist um who mm-hmm. is sort of in a way acting out I'm not saying that you're saying that but it's just it's 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 um getting to something that I'm trying to figure out myself as an artist where am I just too laid back or or do I need to have sort of like that um do I need to have more of a dark side I guess <laughs> I don't mean to make no, this about me I'm just I'm asking that's a good two question. fellow artists about that are you, you know saying I mean? you don't have a dark side I mean I do but I, I, I mean he's the he's one of the darkest guys I've ever met <laughs> I've, never, <laughs> <I'm just> gonna... <laughs> I've, I've never seen like you're always so positive and, and upbeat yeah yeah I mean I'm and, and that's usually me but the, I mean there that there definitely is some like darker underpinnings that I have mm-hmm. and sometimes I worry like do I not have enough of that do you know what I mean do I need to be more like the I don't know those method actor people who like beat people up I mean I'm being funny but like do I need to right. sort of have that or do I need to have had a like a really difficult childhood to be able to experience you know, not that you did or you did, but like, I just, I, it's a, it's a question that I have just in my mind lately. Do you know what I mean? No, that, I mean, my buddy Joe, who we had on the podcast, um, I remember asking him about this a while ago Mm -hmm. and we're just talking about different people being creative and like being hungry or not being hungry, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And he created this analogy for me. He was talking, he was comparing Kurt Cobain Mm -hmm. to Bob Marley. Right. Mm. Kurt Cobain, super dark, drugs, mm-hmm. bad family life, mm-hmm. but also really creative mm-hmm. and also really driven. Right. Although he didn't seem like it, yeah. he was. Mm. Bob Marley, super laid back, mm-hmm. very creative, mm-hmm. also driven. Mm-hmm. You, The darkness wasn't there, but there was an element of that right. that existed for him in some sort of way. And mm-hmm. maybe it was maybe it's him singing about, you know, um, the, the oppression of people within Jamaica or the idea that he was mixed race and he would he wasn't dark enough for Jamaicans and he wasn't right. light enough for the white side of his family. So everybody has mm. what can qualify as their struggle. And this is my opinion. This is I've never se- I've never thought of it that way. Like, like that's a great oh, that's really sort of yeah to, to juxtapose Marley with Kurt Cobain. That's ex- that's you know that that's very helpful. <laughs> but they're both driven that. and they're yeah. both creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the two of you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I'm Bob Marley to her Kurt Cobain. Sure, you're, you're not. I've, I've never tried drugs. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe that's a bad example because they've both done drugs. Sure, sure. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but that's. I mean, that's a. I mean. Or what do you think? I'm just like chiming in, but what do you think as far as like people having to have that, um, that I, I call it like the residue of pain and experience mm. to be oh, creative. Oh, you haven't said that in a while. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, go for it. You know, having that element of darkness or whatever. Mm-hmm. What are you asking? Oh, I think I'm I, asking what's your opinion? Yeah. Do, you, do you think that that's necessary? Yeah, Laura, what do you think, think that's um, necessary as far as being creative? You know, I don't know because I sometimes I wish I didn't have that such a dark side. 
Um, what? Yeah, get in the oh. mic a little bit more. Yeah, thanks. Sometimes I wish I didn't <laughs> have that dark side um, and that I was a little more free-spirited and um, mm. not so in my head mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. the time because I feel like the creativity would come out easier. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. You know, most of my creative friends, the ones that are, like, super creative, I mean, besides Otto, <laughs> besides you, <laughs> um, they're, like, they've had messed up mm. backgrounds and, mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's needed, though. Yeah. And and I guess overall what I'm what I, what always makes me think of that is that like it seems to me like the the best art comes from not necessarily the individual artist pain. needing yeah pain <laughs> yes but not necessarily that the individual artist needs it but like the stories that are told um, um, whether it's through song or through uh, painting or sculpting or anything like that, those, the best ones are told through the struggle of something. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like Pablo Picasso's war painting, right? It, it, it wasn't painting a, a pastoral scene of, you know, a family sitting at a table. He was painting like the, the ugliness of war. And when you look at that painting, you're like, holy shit. Right. Or mm -hmm. blues music, you don't have to actually necessarily as the blues artists have gone through that kind of shit, but like it's, it's what makes that music, I think so, um, so palpable because right. it is talking about some sort of pain or struggle, even if it's doing it through humor, do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. maybe as the human animal, we, you know, we, we, we have to have that positive and negative. We have mm -hmm. to have that thing yeah. that we're working against, I guess, or that, that resistance. If there's no resistance there, there's the no story. Yeah. The tension, there's no story to tell, I guess. And it's almost like, I guess I'm asking even a bigger question where is it like, if, if we had world peace, like if we had world peace, there was no disease, no pestilence, no nothing would we need art anymore? I guess that's my question. Yeah. Right? That's a deep question. Yeah. Even yeah. when you were talking about like, um, you were talking about like the painting and, and like, and, and Laura, you were talking about things coming from pain. Mm. It actually made me think of Stevie Wonder. Mm. Mm -hmm. Stevie mm. Wonder, everything he writes, not everything, but a lot of what he writes is about love. Like he's right. one of those few artists who's like writing these these songs that make you feel so great. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're not, he's not writing about his pain. Mm -hmm. Although it's obvious that Stevie Wonder, who's been blind his entire life, right, right. has had his level of things to deal with. Mm -hmm. And he manifests that struggle into something that is positive and that is yes. a light. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. it's, I mean, it's, and even Laura, when you're talking about like, um, wanting the creativity to come out easier, um, it makes me think about yoga class. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to hit the pose mm -hmm. in yoga class. I mean, this is sounding super California. So <laughs> you are in California. So. I am in California. Um, you go to class and you want to hit the pose, right? Whether it's a, you know, you're doing an inversion or whatever you're doing. But the actual yoga piece, the practice piece, is trying to get into it. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. when you accomplish it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the fact that when you're talking about your struggle for creativity, there's a part of me that's jealous. I'm like, oh, my God, if you're struggling, that means you're really on to something. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe. Mm. As opposed to like, oh, here it is, and I just did it. Because yeah, if, you, if you just created it that way, would you take it seriously? Would you think it's good enough? Right. You're like, oh, this no, came probably out. Probably not. Right. right. Yeah. Um, mm. No, just... It just reminds me, um, we were talking about music, that I, I am not a musician, and I do not play guitar like Otto does, but I do, sometimes I just feel like I got to play guitar, and mm -hmm. I got to sing, yeah. mm -hmm. and yeah. I recorded, and I posted on, in my Instagram account, and I've noticed, because sometimes I go back and look at all of the recordings, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, there are certain times where I'm like, wow, that really sounded like from the heart and mm. I sounded mm -hmm. so much more free when I was singing mm. that time. And I, th I think back and I'm like, what was happening that month? And right. then usually, actually every single time, it's when I've been going through some pain. Right. Mm. Usually with a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> They're the worst. Men some breakup or something. Men are terrible. But They're it's just worst. really, it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. It, so maybe I need to, yeah, maybe when I'm going through the most pain, maybe that's the exact time I should pick up a pencil right. and start drawing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think so, you know. 
I mean, what yeah, pop what, a balloon? Because then it really feels like so honest. Like that's mm-hmm. not that I'm a great singer or anything, but I can kind of see. Wow, that really felt honest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and from the heart. Love oh. that. So, so maybe like maybe my problem. I don't have a problem, but <laughs> <laughs> this is what's wrong with you. Know, this, tur- this turned into my art therapy here. Not that I that not that I need it, but like I I I have I been. Yeah, but you know, I I when I see the well. stuff, I see the stuff that you make, and whether it's I remember the the first time you were you were making handbags and. Uh, Everything that you've ever made that I've seen, even if it's photos of me um, back when we were at Cornell, um, what and this is taking it into like your specific art or what I see, you know, just Mm. like you pointed out in the Jimi Hendrix picture that I just showed. There's something about you to me and like texture. There's something about like um, and fine texture, like Mm. everything that you create um, at least visually to me, has um, like has um, a sensuality to it. Like mm-hmm. as in like it's something that you, even if you're looking at just a two-dimensional picture, it feels three-dimensional. It feels like it feels like I should touch this Jimi Hendrix's face and I would actually feel the contours of his yes. face. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And is that something as an artist that you just have or you're just like, or is it just something that just comes out of you naturally? Or is it something that you focus on? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I did major in sculpture in college. Oh, right, so that, right. that could be it. But mm-hmm. I guess I just try and I just really want it to feel real. But not. Mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of artists that just do kind of an exact um, just realist drawing of someone. And it looks like you could touch and it looks real. But mm-hmm. I... I try and do that, but bring, like in Jimmy Hendrix's eyes, mm-hmm. I try and make it look real, like you could touch it, but then really kind of bring out the soul mm. Yeah, somehow. Mm. Mm. The personality. Um, yeah, I don't, it's not really a conscious yeah. thing. Right. So even when you were drawing Jimmy, for example, mm-hmm. were you like, all right, once I get to the eyes, that's where I have to do it? Or is it something that just, you I know. I have something with eyes. You like have I something really, with I, eyes. I like to show uh-huh. depth in the, in the eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, I mean, that's where depth is, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. And I feel like a lot of times, um, just more and more, like people, because we're always on our phones and we're yeah. always, you know, like people don't really look yeah. at each other anymore. And that's where, you know, the depth is. Yeah. It's it's funny. Um, I've been trying to explore <laughs> um, photography, like street photography, mm-hmm. um, just like, entry level stuff and just been walking around the city and I've done this over the years but like been trying to make more of a thing out of it and I'm, I'm only saying this because I've noticed that everybody now is sort of looking at their phone and sort of and it's almost like the and I guess this is why I I, I, I really appreciate your art as well the sensuality of it because you know we've now seems like we're disappearing into this like little eight inch square right mm-hmm. And the thing about trying to do street photography and trying to find a moment to take a picture of is like it immediately takes my face out of my phone and then I'm plugged back into like the real world and how sensual and how tactile it is. And when somebody does walk down the street and they're not looking at the phone and they're having an actual eye to eye conversation with somebody, it's like arresting. It's incredible Mm -hmm. to watch. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm like this exploration artistically is like reconnecting me to that sort of, to what we have already in this world without our phones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's another place. Um, I think that's another place that I don't know. Again, I, I don't think you consciously do this. It's just something that you respond to. I think more is like the, the natural tactile world, even, even with rock redux, I think the, and, and that's the, that's the, what do I call that? Like a clothing line or it's more like a vintage clothing line, right? It's a vintage clothing line. Right, yeah. right, right. And so this is something, this is one of the things that she does. But, um, 
I love when you model the clothes. I love when you model because again, as the artist, I'm looking at like these old worn in leathers or like Mm. these like dresses with like all these like different iridescent things. And that's like something from back in the seventies. And it's like, it looks so gorgeous when you model it. And then you like, you'll flick out the, I don't know, I, I don't have any fashion sort of like <laughs> lingo, but, but like. your hand movements are really Yeah, doing yeah, she'll, <laughs> she'll, she'll walk to the camera and she'll flick the jacket open. And oh, then that velvet robe The velvet the thing, day? yeah. And I'm That's just like, oh, this is the stuff that you just, you've done ever since I've known you. Or like, I, I'm only discovering this now in the moment I'm, and I'm connecting it to all of this stuff because I, I couldn't maybe five minutes ago really put my finger on what I like about the stuff you do until we had this conversation and I go oh it is the tactile sensual world that Laura is like really sensitive to and really responds to go ahead Laura I have a question based upon what he said based upon everything that Otto just said Mm -hmm. um because we haven't really talked about the handbag thing but that Mm -hmm. sort of product design is very interesting to me Uh, my question for you is that as you look at all these different mediums you've worked in, is there, um, is it easy for you to look back? So let's say the handbags, the songs that you're posting, um, the clothing that you're creating, look back and see elements of yourself within each of those practices. Because what Otto just said, he's like, oh, this is something Laura's been doing since she was 16. He's talking about like seeing so much of your personality within your art. And I don't, you know, I'm literally just meeting you for the first time, but can you see those things? And and this is going to be an even harder question. Is it, can you point out what those things are? (laughs) (laughs) I know it went from like, who are these two idiots? <laughs> Why do I have to think about this stuff? Well, I know this one. But not- okay. So who's the other idiot? <laughs> Far but from those, it, but anyway, yeah. Could you like maybe like point out one or two of those things and maybe tie it to how you think it really represents you across these different mediums? Oh, geez. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the thing is, is that I have, I'm, there's so many layers to me, and I'm just, uh, that's really a hard question, my mm. God. I know, it's not easy. You know, all of them, <laughs> I feel, but I, I feel like, I mean, handbags, obviously, you know, it, it shows my style um, and fashion sense, which isn't very, you know, intellectual or anything, but mm. um, I mean, I would really say it's the art and drawing, but I honestly feel like I haven't given myself enough time mm. to do that to explore mm. more of that. Like, look yeah. at this bag. Right? Yeah, this is a bag from, I, I had a handbag brand like 10 years ago. Wow, okay. Yeah, this is one that from my old collection. So I'm showing him on Skype what it is. And like, like just look, I mean, it just feels the like- The rivets and the- A lot of yeah. details. Yeah. yeah, the details, yeah. the straps. Yeah, this but is also my, like my the, fucked up brain. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's no, like the, but the braiding things. and stuff too. Yeah, and there's like the uh, it's almost like you were talking about that creative Can tension. Curse on here? Yeah, yeah, okay. fucking curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yes. Yeah. The F bomb is is, <laughs> yeah. accept, is accepted. Um, I like the tension between the sleekness of the bag. Mm-hmm. Tension, good mm-hmm. word. But also the loose, like the straps that are hanging that are loose versus mm-hmm. like the really tight sort of braiding. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's and kind of I mean, it's kind of a take on bondage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's you know, and I and I keep requesting my own personal one, but uh oh, no, yeah, nothing it's, it's gonna happen. You know, this it's it's a process. Laura, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna message you about um getting about my wife and getting her one of these because that is really it's oh, wow. and no yeah, one for sure. people out here don't rock stuff like that. So Yeah. And and, and I guess you know. this is like an example of like something I there's an elegance behind it and it's also like you can't wait for this to even wear in even more. Do you know what I mean? It's so right. And right. and the thing that I love about anything like this, even if it's not Laura's, is um is something that looks like it has a story something that looks like it is like supremely well crafted and made and that's yeah. something that 20 years from now you and can that's still the lost rock. art yeah that's the that's in, yeah. in fashion right now yeah yes yeah there's something about 
Um, you know, we have what is that that term that I've heard? Like, what is H and M doing and all that? It's fast like the fashion. fast fashion, right? And so you go and get something in H and M, and no disrespect to H and M, but like you get something. Oh yeah, it's twelve dollars, and it kind of looks good on you, and then it falls apart two seconds later mm-hmm. because it's yeah, that's why it's twelve dollars, and maybe that bag is something you know whatever the the price point on it, but like you just need one of those, right? And that one that's that bag is so well made and it's so textual and sensual. I'm just going to keep hitting that word because no, yeah. it can it can be part of your story. I mean, I don't want to overstate this, but that's what to me art is. Do you know what I mean? Like you can you can make two of these bags and give it to two different people and where those bags end up is is different. Each of those yeah. bags is going to be different even though you're getting them manufactured in the same place. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't you can't fast fashion that bag, which I think is fan um, amazing. Yeah, you know? and that's why I that's why I left the industry mm. and went out on my own because I was, you know, for 16 years at first because the economy was really good when I first started out in mm. um, working for other companies and designing for other brands. Um, it was very creative. And then it just became about, you know, no, you can't put that detail on. No, you got to take that off. And mm-hmm. it became so much more about business and less about creativity that I was mm-hmm. like, fuck this. I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's, it's killing me. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I actually felt drained and, and just um, unappreciated. I remember that period. We yeah. talked a lot. I mean, I'm kind that, of yeah. like, shit, I missed that salary that I was <laughs> making, but right, right. you know what? Um, mm-hmm. This is, I, I really believe in that and in, in the craft mm-hmm. and, um, making something that is of excellent quality and, mm-hmm. and just lasts for years. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I'm looking at that bag and now it's, and I think this is going to segue into what you're doing now. This mm-hmm. next question that I'm going to ask you, that's going to be impossibly hard. So I'm just <laughs> going to <warn> you. Uh, <laughs> no, it won't be. It won't be. I'm looking at that bag. I'm listening to, to what Otto is describing. And I understand the connection between what you're doing and music. That, you know, I've been doing this thing lately where, um, you know, I have a Spotify account and all this other crap, Mm -hmm. but I've been picking an album in iTunes and just listening to it over and over and over again. Mm. Um, Because that's what I used to do Mm -hmm. before I had access to every single song Mm. that's ever been created in the past whatever amount of years. Mm -hmm. I would just listen to one album over and over and over and you're hearing the songs and and it's playing at low volumes and you're like, oh, oh, there's that thing I never noticed. Mm -hmm. And, and they did, and they've changed the guitar tone here. And, and that, and the album I've been listening to lately is Evil Empire by Raging Against the oh, Machine. Oh, wow. That's a dope album. And I'm like, oh, there's that. Oh, that's totally a hip hop thing that I, that, did they get that from Cypress Hill? Did mm-hmm. Cypress Hill get that from them? Mm-hmm. You know, just listening to the album over and over again. So that bag that you're describing, that's a classic album. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fast yeah. fashion mm-hmm. is pop True. music. Uh, you yeah, listen yeah. to it and that year Lizzo's my jam yeah you yeah, know yeah. Some, yeah. some of it holds up mm-hmm. and I'm sure. like no no diss to Lizzo her, her album is great mm-hmm. but you know some of this stuff are people going to be listening to Harry Styles in the same way 10 years from now right right sure you know yeah. what I mean mm-hmm. like you you listen to name the Stones album mm-hmm. name you know Harvest Moon mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. you listen to these things and it's like you're putting on a comforter and having yeah. a cup yeah. of tea and yeah. you're sitting in that chair right and or you know you're having whiskey whatever and it doesn't matter you can do it now you do it from 10 years from now and you get that feeling and you're picking up something new Right. You're like, oh, listen, oh. Right. Oh, I didn't realize they doubled the guitar there. Or they're mm-hmm. like the melody, there's a piano note that's playing it just underneath. And that's what I like so much about mm. it. And that's what I'm seeing in your bag. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, look at this stitch. Right. And so as the fashion industry changed, because all of the, as creatives were slaves to society. Mm-hmm. So as society changed and and you weren't allowed to bring that to your job it sounds like Mm -hmm. you were like all right well i'm gonna i need to do this in a way that makes sense to me which i feel like a lot of musicians did same Mm -hmm. thing it wasn't about buying the albums it was about streaming it Mm -hmm. it was about you know the fast fashion of music or the what's hot now not necessarily oh man we have this amazing thing how do how do we just capture this moment we're having this vibe right now let's just let's just play something and see where it goes right as opposed to Oh, we're gonna write this song because this can really get product placement. Mm. I, I experienced that as a musician. Mm-hmm. Like, pick five or six artists and and try to write something similar to that because then right. you can definitely get in a commercial. Right, right. So now you've done this. Mm-hmm. 
Laura, and now you're in this place where you're doing it for yourself. So can you talk a little bit about how music, how it ties into your creative process with what you're doing now? Well, really, you know, I, I took actually two years off because I, I had a son Mm -hmm. and, um, cutie. Yeah. And I actually took the time to, um, just really give myself some gifts. Like I took guitar lessons. I took voice lessons. Mm. Um, I actually got my own art studio in Brooklyn and would, that would be my private space to be creative. And I would sketch, um, to yeah. really figure out, cause I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. And mm. then, and then I started, so I started doing these life-size drawings of like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Mm-hmm. And I had some, I acquired a lot of like vintage clothing and handbags from when I was working for, for corporations um, because you buy that stuff for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I thought, you know, instead of drawing the clothes on, on Mick or Keith, what if I like attach the clothing Mm-hmm. to the actual artwork. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so then I thought, you know, vintage clothing, you know, what if I start collecting vintage clothing and selling it and also doing this artwork that has the vintage clothing incorporated into it Yeah. Um, on these? Because I really, I mean, I would love to, I really just love drawing faces and, and people, but mm-hmm. my obsession is drawing the, um, the old masters, you know, Jimmy... Right. Mick, Keith, mm-hmm. um, I'm really aching to draw Iggy Pop because of mm-hmm. all of those oh, yeah. planes and wrinkles oh, in his good face. Grief, yeah, yeah. Um, that would be really be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's really how it started, and it just kind of was an organic thing. Mm-hmm. The music yeah. and the art and and the clothing, it just all kind of it just goes together. Yeah, and I and yeah. I guess I remember. When, because we we had a few conversations when you, I think you were transitioning out of the corporate world mm-hmm. and like and you voiced your frustrations and I, and I just want to say like I mean I feel like I appreciated it then but now hearing you say that um, and realizing you know maybe the finances that you gave up like like how fucking awesome is that that you were like you know I'm making some bank right now but like I'm not happy. And I'm not happy because mm-hmm. I'm not doing yeah, the, actual, the money wasn't making me happy. anymore. Right. Right. Which is which is incredible. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so and you took the step. You weren't you did not accept the unhappiness. You were like, well, I'm getting paid and I could do X, Y, Z. You were like, I need to leave. And you left. And then you you took your own time to take care of yourself and figure out what you wanted to do mm-hmm. and then start a new venture, which is something that a lot of people will not do. Well, you you know, know, I was, mm -hmm. but I was lucky because I got, you know, since I was working for a corporation, I got severance. Sure. So I was lucky that I could, you know, live for a little bit of time and, and, you know, nurture myself with, with voice lessons and guitar lessons Mm -hmm. and just chill out and take yoga lessons. Mm And, um, but yeah. Sounds very California. Yeah. Doesn't it? (laughs) How fucking annoying is that? (laughs) Um, but yeah, even, even if I hadn't had a severance pay, you know, any kind of way that you can take time to just really, like I had never really listened to myself. I Mm -hmm. think I was just going, going, going. I kept Mm -hmm. making more and more money and I wasn't in touch with myself at all. Mm. And then I really took the time. um, And now I'm probably a little too in touch with myself. (laughs) I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's fucking hard. I mean, you know, not knowing where the money's coming from. Like I sell a bunch of things and then maybe I won't for a month. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I really, and, and I've, sometimes I look at job listings on LinkedIn and I'm just like, Oh God, I just can't fucking do it. I just can't, even if I'm struggling and, and, and stressed Mm -hmm. every month about paying the rent. Like I cannot go there. It's just like, I, I want to vomit. Right. Right. I got to stay true to what, the path is that I really want, which is fucking amazing. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that we were we were talking about this the other day. The the concept of creative confidence, mm-hmm. and it feels like that is literally what you are living. Yeah, it's like hard as an create, artist to keep the confidence. Like it's not a steady thing. It kind of like right. ebbs and flows. I don't. Mm. Right. I don't know how it is with with you, Otto. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm at a place where you know where I've I I'm completely comfortable and what i what i feel now is 
I'm too comfortable in a way. Do you know really? what I mean? Yeah, mm. I, I'm too comfortable because I've made a good living now. Um, and so I'm not like, I'm not worried about paying the rent, at well, least knock awesome. on wood. Yeah, it's awesome. But I'm also like, <laughs> but I'm also like, you know, if you get too comfortable in fat, then mm-hmm. you don't take risks anymore. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Right. Because it's like, all right, I'll just keep on trucking this way, which mm-hmm. is why I am inspired, you know, you were one of the artists and you're not going to believe me, but you're one of the artists in my life that's really inspired me to do stuff. Really? Right? Yeah, like you've be- inspired me. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. That's why we're that's, friends. That's a, that's a good friendship. Yeah. 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 But like, well, I mean, to make this about me for a second, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, when, when I went going to Cornell, you go to a, a school like that and you know, you're surrounded by all these people who like have all this potential and blah, 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 including you. And I always, wanted to know like what am I good at like what is the thing mm-hmm. that I want I know I'm on the path I'm an engineer and this is what I'm supposed to do but like really what I what do I want to do and then and so I see people in my life like Laura who like holy shit look at that look at what she just sculpted like look at what she yeah. just drew look at what like where did where did that come from where is my version of that do yeah. you know what I mean and so it always and it wasn't just the artist it was also some of my good friends who I knew who were like amazing engineers. I'm like, holy, like I've got to really work to figure out what she just figured out. And so right. she just feels like naturally she's in the engineering thing. And she, and Laura feels like naturally, duh, what else is she going to do besides art? That's what I wanted to find. So it, it made me go on the path to like really figure out what I wanted to do. And luckily I, you know, fell into acting, but it was like one of those things where I look at people in my life that I go, what is the Laura, what, what Laura stuff do I have? Do you know what I mean? That I can't right. not do. You know what I mean? Seriously? Totally. 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 <laughs> wow. It, it's incredible. To me, people who create things, you know, who can just whatever it's draw or whatever it is, I find it amazing. And it's stuff that I've dabbled in in my life. And I go, all right. And this is why I do radios and Munda as well, because I'm, I, I'm always amazed by, all the stories that I have, like somebody yeah. who says like Laura, well, I used to just sit in my room and draw stuff. Really? You did. I kind of did that too, but it didn't turn me into you. Like, so what is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or holy it shit. turned you into the auto version of her. 100%. You know what I think right. you should really do yeah. more of mm-hmm. is post yourself playing guitar and music. Mm. I, I actually looked at the video. Remember when I delivered the Jimi Hendrix yeah. portrait to you and, yeah. you and you played a Jimmy song. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was so Beautiful. <laughs> do you have that? Mm. Oh, so I'm gonna send the the recording. Okay. To you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, cool. Seriously, you need yeah. to post. I mean, all right. People uh, are gonna love that shit. Okay. <laughs> to, you and need just to be less shy more, on social media. I know. Media. Like, just <laughs> I'm I'm with don't her. Don't be on so this. humble. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Share yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I will share Please. myself. Yes, I will do some more. Yes. I mean, you're such a talented yeah. guitarist. Oh, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I, you know, I, I, I hear. It's what, hard to take well, a compliment. He's being humble. It's hard to take a compliment. Both of y'all shouldn't talk. I, I've met both of y'all, so I know. I'm just, I'm just piling on because I can. <laughs> that's it. But anyway, I mean, I think that's what is I, I I think that's what's great about having these friendships and relationships and like really digging in because it's one thing about these conversations is it feels it, it never feels like the same thing even though it is the same thing. Yeah. And so somebody like to, I I just have to blow up Laura's just a little bit more and I'm surprised you've even knowing her like float I do out of your apartment. She's literally going to float Yes, home. I know. I love, I love the look on her now, face. See, right it now. takes She's, a lot though. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz there's always that voice inside of me saying, "No, you're not doing good enough. You're not trying hard enough." Oh, you're not, yeah. Okay, That's, try try me right now. I'm just saying, like <laughs> That, that voice is great, by the way, because that's what makes you great. Know that. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, I guess I, I guess I would be Laura's best hype man. Like if you hired me as your hype man, mm-hmm. you'd probably have to turn me off because I when when you post things or when you draw things or when you make things and then you post, I'm always like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? And you're like, oh yeah, I just drew this. Uh, da, da. I'm like, what? And even when you started playing guitar and just singing, and 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 I, I guess that's where we'll maybe wrap up a little bit, but like, you know, you saying that you're not a guitarist and you're not a singer and that you took those classes. What I love is that you feel like you want to, you want to, um, you want to perform it on Instagram in this case, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you want to express this 
and and you and you don't care that you, I mean it's good like the first time remember when you this is a couple of years ago you posted it and I remember talking to you before and you were like yeah I think I'm just gonna get a t- guitar and I was like yeah cool and I, I think I gave you a suggestion and before you even like you already had a guitar uh-huh. and then like three months later you were posting like a Beatles song you were singing and I was like what the fuck <laughs> what <laughs> And wow. you were like, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like her at like maybe one o'clock in the morning sitting at her table just playing. And I'm like, I didn't know you could do that. And like you are you are just putting yourself out there, which I think is awesome, especially for somebody that I know has such a, like an internal life. Do you know what I mean? There's a yeah, part of you that's internal. Yeah. Yeah. There's a part of you too that introverted. is very introverted yeah. that I know and I love my my nickname. Really? For, I don't. I love it. I love it. <laughs> my nickname for Laura is Salty. I, I've been calling her Salty for years, not because she's a salty asshole, but like it's just something. I don't know why it, it fits. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Laura stings sometimes. <laughs> Mostly to myself. <laughs> Okay, so a, yeah. a couple of things here. And, yeah. and, and I know we have to wrap up mm-hmm. soon. One, Laura, I've taken singing lessons and guitar lessons and I've performed. I don't post stuff on Instagram. Yeah, and he's an incredible singer. Confidence. He's an Seriously? incredible singer. I don't. Yeah. I don't do that. And, and you're talking about like the stuff being in your head. I'm like, oh, well, people have heard me recorded and this isn't going to be as good. And I'm not as mm-hmm. good a guitar player as, and it takes me takes when I'm recording, you know, in the studio yeah. and, and people are going to judge this. Yeah. And so what you're describing, I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I had the confidence to do that mm-hmm. because I don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know I what? Don't... I... Sorry. to oh, interrupt. No, you know what I no. think it is? Because I feel that when I'm going to post a drawing that I've done, I'm like, oh, you know. I'm not sure this is good enough. Like so many other people are better than I am. Mm. Right. Because that's really my main thing. Mm-hmm. But music, I mean, I know I'll never be a musician. It's just kind of a way to express myself. So mm. when I post it, like maybe that's why I'm not so self-conscious about it because mm. it's not my main. Got it. You know, for yeah. you, that that's that's your thing. That's right. your jam. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's just kind of a side thing. Got it. Got but it. you still do post drawings online. Not as much as I should. I should really see. And that's case in point. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not posting as many drawings as I should. You're not posting as many Mm -hmm. recordings of yourself playing Mm -hmm. as you should. Mm -hmm. Because I guess the pressure we put on ourselves. Yeah. So, so Laura, if people are listening to this, they're inspired. They're like, man, this woman's a badass. Even if she doesn't even know it, that's how I feel. How do they, how do they learn about what you're doing? Where do they find your, where do they find your wares? How do people... Um, basically either contact you, um, view your art, maybe purchase something you've created? Um, well, there is my Instagram account, Rock Redux. Um, and mm. then I also have an art account that's just called Laura Satsman Art. Mm. Um, you can also purchase, I just have a few artworks on my website where I sell my vintage clothing and several artworks, and that's shoprockredux.com. And the link is in my Instagram account. And I'm sorry, I already bought the Jimmy poster. So (laughs) Jimmy drawing, so that's too bad. It's gorgeous. And then is there anything that you have, and the answer doesn't have to be yes, but is there anything that you're either working on or that you feel is coming up on the horizon that you might want to either share out or give people sort of like a sneak preview of? Um, Well, I am working on a handbag collection, so I'll be, um, you know, giving little teasers on that, not giving too much away. Mm-hmm. Because it's supposed to be a surprise, um, mm-hmm. and I am—I really had taken a break from doing art for a while, but um, I'm going to be working on a. I do take commissions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually working on a commission for a good friend. She wants a big portrait of Cher. Nice for mm-hmm. her uh, for her foyer. Hell yeah! So yeah, uh, yeah. that's Sweet. what I do. Sweet. <laughs> So I'm going to do it right now. Um, uh, that was Kwaku, and I'm Atul, and this is Radio Zamunda, the dope shit. And thank you guys for listening. Um, it just feels weird to uh, do any of this without Kwaku, so the usual conversation we have about how awesome my friend Laura is, uh, I'm just going to cut it short, but it's, um, 
especially in these days where I'm isolated alone um, and just the memory of having my dear friend in my home um, and just sort of vibing and relating and sharing our, our, our collective artistic journey. I've been a huge fan of her for so long and um, I'm so glad that she's still hustling in this business and she is so talented and uh, we listed, we're going to list all her websites and all the things that she's doing right now um, in our Instagram post and all, all the posts that we have wherever they are. So anyway, keep listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, like us, uh, send us an email at radiosamunda at gmail.com. Uh, I hope ever get everybody again. I hope you guys are staying safe and hopefully we will get through this. All right. Peace. She would never say where she came from. Yesterday don't matter if it's gone. While the sun is bright. Or in the darkest night, no one knows She comes and goes